This episode is brought to you by that time in 2009 where you could sit down on a Thursday night and watch Community, Parks and Rec, The Office, and 30 Rock all in that order. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Screen Test. I am Chaz, and this episode is also brought to you by the time of year where I lose my voice. I am joined, as always, by my co-host and the sultan of sitcom, Aaron Milton. I'm not going to get used to this title change. This is jarring. It's jarring. I cut it out, but I stumbled because I almost said real movie thought. It's it's just second nature there. Uh, I, I do appreciate you calling me the sultan of sitcom. That is a, that is a title I think I, I really enjoy. Um, and I didn't think I would until you said it, and now I feel pretty good about it. The Sultan of Sitcom. To be fair, you did, when we discussed this episode, text me and said, what is a sitcom? <laughs> what is the definition of sitcom? So I'm nervous about this episode. <laughs> that is super important, I think, to this discussion, though. Yes. Like, I, I think being able to properly define a sitcom is, I, I think, kind of important. Because I think what you would define as a sitcom in, let's say, the 70s or 80s. Okay is completely different than what you're seeing today. And you know what I think really sticks with me a little bit? You know What's what that? I think of? Yeah, and You and I were, are both kind of products of the 90s. Mm-hmm. So we still had a bit of a taste of this. To me, a sitcom specifically had to have a live audience. Oh, okay. Not you a know? laugh track. Or are you saying just laughs, period? Live laughs audience period. or laugh track. Okay. L- laughs, period. So yeah, because yeah, I'm sure some of the stuff we were watching probably was just a laugh track and didn't actually sure. have people sitting in the audience. Um, but in my mind... That was absolutely a must for a sitcom, but Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that's the case. I think a sitcom is actually a lot more broad, and I think you, the the definition you gave for a sitcom, I think is is perfect. Mostly because it makes this thing possible to do. It's also the literal two words. Sitcom is situation comedy. So I told you it's any any show where people get themselves into situation, and it's funny. Again, I think if you go back to the 80s or 90s, Mm -hmm. that wasn't necessarily the case. I don't think people would have necessarily referred to that stuff as sitcom. I I just think TV has obviously expanded. Mm -hmm. There's way more shows and there's way more varieties of shows. Oh, for sure. I think I could watch some shows and say that that is strictly a comedy, but I don't know if I'd necessarily call it a sitcom. Like, Mm. by your definition, Impractical Jokers is a sitcom. Okay. But that's not, that's, I wouldn't call that a sitcom. Would you call it a sitcom? No. It is situations with comedy. But a fictional situation. A situation with fictional characters where they get themselves. Those aren't real. I mean, they are acting. They are. I mean, but the people they interact with are real people. Okay. Would you say Saturday Night Live is a sitcom? No. I wouldn't either. So Sketch show. Sketch variety show. Oh, but but, but your definition... (laughs) Is incredibly broad that you just gave, and you're like, oh, I'm just saying what it is. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, but again, I just think TV is so expanded. That's why I said you need to be a little strict here because I might get a little wacky on what I'm going to call a sitcom here today. I misunderstood your message. I thought you wanted a broad definition so you could get wacky. Okay. I did. That's that's exactly where I'm getting. (laughs) 
But I, I feel like what you were doing is you were calling me the sultan of sitcom at the beginning, mm-hmm. but then also kind of mocking me for needing a definition <laughs> of sitcom. So yeah. I had to defend myself, Chess. You gave Fair me no, no choice but to defend myself, and I think I did a good job of that. For, for those of you who hate this voice, I'm hoping by the next episode it's gone and my regular voice is back. I'm sorry. That's all I can say. This, this once a year, if you listen to Real Movie Talk, you know, once a year my sinuses are like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if you lost your voice or, you know, just died? Um, and that's where I'm at. That's this time of year. So we're going to power through. Usually it's a little bit more gravelly. So yeah. I'm a little bit let down because usually it's a little bit more gravelly than this and, and you get the very specific Batman tone to it. Yeah. This kind of just sounds nasally. This is way lamer than previous years. I tried to get rid of it and I've been drinking like hot fluids all day, mm. coffee, tea, water. Um, and then I ended up in this in-between that's worse than both. And yeah. I can't breathe. So I got to stop every 10 seconds. Wow. Your body um, just wants you dead. Yeah, 100%. I do want to take you back, though, Aaron. So if you could close your eyes, jump into the time machine. Mm. It's 2009. It's Thursday. It's 8 p.m. at night. Oh, yeah. You have the second season, uh, or pardon me, the second part of the first season of Community. You have season two of Parks and Rec, season six of The Office, and season four of 30 Rock, all in that order. Is there a better place in time to find yourself? I, I, is that kind of the, uh, I got to be careful with this. That's the end of sitcom. It is kind of the death of TV as we know it. Network television. Network television. Yeah. So as we grew up knowing it, it truly is kind of the end of that. Because after that, the streaming wars start... I mean, the streaming wars probably pick up a little bit later. They probably mm-hmm. have another five years after that before yeah. before it really starts to get a little wild. And I know I've mentioned this before previously on the podcast. I think where it fully hit me that TV was never going to be the same again was when we got House of Cards on Netflix. Right. Because it was when Netflix cr- was creating their own content. And not only was I... I was seeing a show by David Fincher starring Kevin Spacey. And that was mm-hmm. like, a, how is this happening right now? How <laughs> is this little tiny internet company doing that? And truthfully, after that, we never really looked back. It was... It's true. That whole idea of you have to wait once a week for a show to come on. And there were usually prime spots. Thursday was pretty big. I, if, if I remember correctly, that was like NBC's spot. Yeah, this is, that's why I brought that specific lineup up, is in my mind, I cannot think of another time. I think this was the end of the Thursday night must-see TV run. Yeah, and, I, and if I remember correctly, when we were getting towards the end of uh, The Office's lifespan is when they introduced Parks and Rec, and it aired immediately after so even like the weird type of structuring where you wanted a night where you dominated that night where people would come on and now nowadays they release a show and you can literally watch it in one night and it's all over (laughs) and then you're waiting another year maybe two years for them to release the next season of that i mean look at stranger things stranger things what does that do like two year hiatuses between seasons so it's like really this is probably prime prime network television before we kind of lose it completely and I'm going to be honest with you, of this lineup, this was perfect for me. This is my senior oh, yeah. year of high school going into my freshman year of college, 2009. Best network television ever, hands down. There's only one issue I have with this time period. What's that? Scott's Tots. Worst episode of television of all time. I'm shocked at how many people like that episode specifically because I am I'm somebody who is wildly uncomfortable by uncomfortable mm-hmm. sit, like sitcoms. Yeah. Um, and that is... Up there as one of the most uncomfortable episodes I've ever watched. I cannot even tell you the B story of Scott Stott's episode because I skip it every time. 
It's probably a great B story, but I have no clue. You know what's great, and we'll we'll obviously get into this a little bit later. Uh, the Office has some of my all time favorite comedy episodes, and it has my all time least favorite comedy <laughs> episodes. And what's funny about Will that fail. is Scott's Tots falls perfectly in the middle of some of my favorite episodes. Okay. Of The Office, like. To me, that's prime office. That's just an episode I can't watch (laughs) in the middle of the prime. Now, much later on in the series, I think it's it's virtually unwatchable. I think the end of that 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 show is unwatchable. But that particular episode, that one is pretty brutal. Is that though? I mean, there's some there's some rough episodes, but that moment that moment is the worst because it doesn't have resolution. Right. Like it doesn't have good resolution. It's bad. It's pretty crappy resolution. That screwed over a bunch of people's lives. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awful. I have seen, I watched that episode when it came on, and I've seen it maybe once or twice since, and I, I watch The Office regularly. Yeah. But even though I've seen that the fewest number of times of any other Office episode, what lives in my head rent-free is still all those kids tripping out because he said he bought them a battery for their computers, and he goes, yeah. wait, 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 wait. It's lithium. Yeah. <laughs> and it kills me. <laughs> it's so good in uh. so bad. It Uh, is. It is. Well, what we're going to do today is Aaron brought a list. I brought a list of our top 10 suggestions and our top 10 all-time sitcoms. We'll go line by line, 10 up to 1. And then you and I, Aaron, will work together as diplomatically as possible. And we will together come up with a screen test top 10 greatest sitcoms of all time. Definitive. Episode 2, and we're already making a statement this is yeah. it. There's, this is the peak of the hill. There is no better than this. Um, so without further ado, let's just go ahead and jump in. Do you want to kick it off with your number 10? I, I will kick it off with my, my number 10. Before I even say my number 10, though, I, I was very pained by this. <laughs> I want an honorable mention. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to put an honorable mention out there, and that's The Wonder yeah. Years. Okay. Uh, the Wonder Years is one of those. It's been a long time since I've watched it, and it's the reason why I have to just keep it out. But I distinctly remember the summer of 2005 it was maybe Fox Family, I think, existed before ABC Family, if, you, if I remember correctly. And during the summer, you know, I'm in high school. I, I don't even think I was driving at this point. I think I was like, a, no, that couldn't have been 2005. It had to be earlier than that. It had to be like 2002 because um, I wasn't driving. And I remember I'd wake up every morning and they'd play five episodes oh, of The Wonder Years through the entire series. And every morning I'd wake up and wait, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. And I was devastated by the end. Still one of the most devastating endings I've ever seen to a sitcom. So that's my honorable mention. But my actual number 10 here. Now, Chaz, I know I asked you for a definition of a sitcom. And this this fits here. But to explain where my list comes from, one of the most important things to me was consistency. Okay. Are you consistently excellent? And if you're not, are the ones that are very good, how good are they to me? And you know, there are two shows I watch consistently yeah. over and over and over again. And that's one of them is 30 Rock. And the other one is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's my number 10. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The episodes that are funny are some of my all-time favorite episodes. The latter seasons that are still going on right now because it's an incredibly long-running show that just keeps getting renewed and renewed and renewed forever on FX um, are not that great. Um, but the ones that are are there. So for me, number 10, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Perfect. I thought about that. I left it off my list because... I'm not nearly as passionate about that as you are. I've not even seen all the seasons. So I knew you would have it on there. I left it off mine. Um, Since you're doing honorable mentions, I'm a little bit younger than you. And I had the exact same experience as you starting off watching reruns 
and then I or eventually caught up with the actual show because it was still on air. But I'll take the younger Savage for my honorable mention and do Boy Meets World because it, exactly the same reason, except mine was after school. Couldn't drive. was very young, actually. Um, and watched Boy Meets World on the Disney Channel after school. Um, my number 10 also takes me to a place of childhood. And this is a show, and I also pulled where you can watch these shows, by the way. Um, I think you can watch Always Sunny on Hulu, I know for sure. But a place that just took me back to childhood, our whole families, or our whole family sitting on the couch, watching this together. It was great fun. It's Everybody Loves Raymond. What a, what a great sitcom. Wow. I, you know, that was a pretty good one. Like, it's not bad, especially considering, is that a CBS show? It's on Peacock, so I guess it's NBC. Well, so, it. so is uh, King of the Hill, or not King of the Hill, um, King of Queens. And that was, I believe, CBS as well. That's okay. also on Peacock. So they might, there might be a weird yeah, thing over there. Because a, that's a dangerous game there, picking a CBS show. But I, I would say old school CBS is a lot better than what modern day CBS is. Because, my goodness, that's unwatchable. But that's actually not... That is not a a bad choice there. Um, did you have anything else? I did not. I did not include where you can stream these things. I I forgot this is something you tend to like to do here. Um, I just like to do it because my list has to be better than yours. And if they can take away, oh, let me go watch this right now. Mine's obviously better. Okay, cool. That's if you want to watch this now, you can Google where to stream it because um, <laughs> Google still exists. Uh, my number nine here. Uh, time out. Was, time out. What? You're absolutely right. You can Google where to watch it. Never once would you say you can bing where to watch this show. <laughs> Only the most educated individuals would bing it, <laughs> like myself. Uh, but if you are some common, I don't know, run-of-the-mill, just slob, yes, you can go Google it. <laughs> go ahead. Um, but my number nine here, uh, this was recently brought up by a friend of mine who was like, that show was really dang good. And I thought, yeah, you know what? I really did enjoy that show, but it's been years since I've watched it. I'm going to pull this bad boy back up, but I've been watching through some episodes, and man, it's so good. My number nine is Malcolm in the Middle. It is so good. It is a shockingly great show, uh, and it, again, consistently pretty great. Um, and you're introduced to some characters or to some actors that go on to have some – I mean, Frankie Muniz mm -hmm. exists because of this. Mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously, we don't get Breaking Bad. That's right. Without Malcolm in the Middle. So uh, just a consistently great show. My number nine, Malcolm in the Middle. Great suggestion there uh, by a buddy of mine, Tommy. Um, and I've, I've been loving watching it again. Yeah, Malcolm in the Middle was another one of those that I, for the, my bottom half of this, I guess, seven to ten plus your Malcolm in the Middle, I'm in the same kind of nostalgic-esque mindset. mindset. Um, yeah, Brian Cranston, of course, the dad on there. Emma Stone started her acting career on Malcolm in the Middle. Um Fantastic. My number nine, like I said, still in that nostalgic mindset. The dad episode, the if we're so rich, why don't we have a ceiling? Oh, man, you got to give it HBO Max. You got to give it to Fresh Prince. I almost put Fresh Prince on here. Almost put Fresh Prince because, again, if you talk about influential mm -hmm. and pretty consistent. I mean, we don't have Will Smith without that show crazy to think how good of an actor he actually turns out to be on that show considering right. he didn't do any acting uh that was a big before risk. that point um no fresh prince of bel-air we get no slap at the oscars that's true we do miss the greatest oscars moment of all time we also miss out on the carlton the greatest dance of all that's time true. Yeah. um that is a, that is an excellent one that's a great choice where can you stream that Chaz? hbo max darn it um 
My number eight, and I would argue in those block of shows that you talked about on Thursday on NBC, this one, in my opinion, what? You're putting one of those shows this low? I am. Oh, no. And it pains me it's to Parks do it. It's Parks and Rec. <laughs> it's Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec, I will argue to the death, it's better than The Office. Because again, it is consistently good. And I think its ending isn't awesome, but I would go even a step further. That the Pam and Jim wedding episode mm. pales in comparison to the Leslie Nope Ben episode, wedding episode. It is far better, far more impactful on uh, Parks and Rec, which is crazy to think of the Jim and Pam thing is such a thing. And I thought the wedding episode was mediocre at best. Uh, to me, Parks and Rec, that is going at number eight. Dang. All right. My number eight, you can watch on Hulu, just in case you were curious. Um, this one I loved when I was young, uh, high school age. I try. I rewatched through most of it recently. Forget the last season. Last season's garbage. And there's one character named Todd that makes it to where it doesn't hold up today. But that is Scrubs. Scrubs, such a good show. More medical than Grey's Anatomy. My musical episode, Eagle, everything from that show, spot on, except Todd. Um, what's wrong with Todd? The, the things he says and does would be the reason that Scrubs wouldn't get made today. Well, sh- And he makes sure. me wildly uncomfortable. I will argue that the Scrubs episode, My Lunch, is one of the greatest episodes of TV of all time. Where, is that Brendan Fraser? No, that's probably the second best episode oh, okay. of TV of all time. Um, that's the episode where Dr. Cox pulls JD out of a bad spot because his patient dies. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and then Dr. Cox's patients start dying and he just spirals. So good. Yes, yes. You, it can make you go from laughing so hard you're crying to just straight up crying in a matter of seconds. Now, Chaz, I don't want to spoil it, but uh, I might have that show coming up here on my list very shortly. That makes, that makes our top 10 that much easier. That's yes, it cool. does. Because we know that if we've got any connecting ones, those are the ones that are going to go on there. Uh Chaz, uh, at my number seven, I'm going to pick an all-timer, a legendary one, that I'm now watching through for the second time, also you can find on Peacock. Um, Just surprisingly, I I did not think I would ever like this show because I thought it was just too old for me, and it's probably not that funny, but it it turns out to be very, very funny. Cheers. Uh, I cannot believe how many, again, how many actors come off of that show. Like how many people become famous because of Cheers? Um, what's, again, funny is I grew up outside of the Boston area. Obviously, the Cheers bar exists there. I've never gone in there. I never really cared. Um, <laughs> and after watching the show a couple of times, I'm like, ah, you know. And we just lost Christy Alley uh, this week. Yeah. Um, Tells and... you how long ago we recorded this episode. Yes, that's if you want <laughs> reference on when we actually went and recorded this. Uh, Christy Alley just passed away. But again, made her start on Cheers. So I've got Cheers at number seven. Uh, for my all-time list. Well, I have journeyed over to Disney Plus for my number seven. Oof. So I've talked about shows there towards the bottom that I liked watching with my family when I was a kid. Now I'm going to talk about a show that I like watching with my kids in my current family. And that is Bluey, man. Bluey is a fantastic sitcom. I'm calling it, based on the definition we settled on, I'm calling it a sitcom, and it's in my top seven. Chaz, I had a little bit of help when I put this thing together, because I was kind of like, you know, I just need like a comprehensive list. Mm-hmm. And Rolling Stones did a top 100 and Bluey was on there. It was really? 
like number 48. So it's pretty low on there. Oh, but it's it even kind of like, it jarred me where I was like, wait, well, what? Time out. You said they did a top 100? I think it was 100. It might have been lower than that. it was in the top that. 50? I, I might be completely wrong. It might have been 98. Okay. I can't well, remember. It was on the list though. They had it split into two different lists. So I, I can't remember which one I was looking at, but I remember it being early on on one of the sides. But okay. um, either way, it was jarring to me to see that because I was like, wait, what? Why is this on here? Um, but yes, uh, I, Rolling Stones would agree with you that Bluey deserves right. to be on a list. I don't know. They weren't putting in their top 10, but <laughs> hey, I, you know, when you're looking for quality kid content, it's difficult because most of it is annoying as crap. Oh, yeah. Coco and Bluey is not annoying. in our house. Yeah. yeah. Bluey is not annoying. The only reason why I wouldn't put something like Bluey on there is if my kids weren't there, would I put on Bluey on my own? No. Yep. <laughs> Chaz would. I would not. But hey. That we'll, we'll leave that argument for uh, the next part of this here. My number six, to me, is up there as one of the most clever sitcoms ever created. Just the writing is so, so, so pristine. Uh, that's Arrested Development. Mm -hmm. uh, great cast, top to bottom. Not a single poorly cast person on that show. The writing is some of the best writing that you'll ever get in comedy. Um, Arrested Development is number six for me. Well, my number six, and I feel like we're going to get in territory here where we're just changing numbers. I feel like our top... Six is going to be very similar with a couple. You're going to pull some wild cards out on me. I already know. And I have at least one that I know you've never even watched. So Your um, wild card is bluey. What else do you have here, that's Chess? True. Uh So my number six is 30 Rock. I have it pretty low of that Thursday night grouping. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so consistent, so well written, so well acted. But I chose none of these for their cultural impact, the impact they had on television. I just chose ones I liked. And if I'm going back to sitcoms, of these next six, 30 Rock, I'm going back to the least. So 30 Rock on Peacock, number six. I mean, you're 100% wrong on that and everything you've said about it. Um, I mean, I'm at least glad that I made the list for you because I feel like, um, you know, we've been, I've tried to get you to enjoy some of the things that I really enjoy, including this mm -hmm. next one. Number five on my list is BoJack Horseman. Uh, BoJack Horseman is wildly, wildly underrated on Netflix. Um, again, as far as it goes for consistency, to me, it's pretty dang consistent from beginning to end. Um, some of the most emotionally impact episodes of, of television I have ever seen are talking animals. And it's crazy that the writing can be so good and so impactful that you forget, honestly, that you're looking at talking horses and cats and birds because the human emotion is so rich and so deep. But not to mention, some of the funniest moments are such these subtle, brief moments that happen. And you're like, that's just good writing. That it can hit in such brief moments and it really gets you. Like, it really cracks you up. Um, I think you've pointed out even just so many of the posters in the background are just funny puns, basically. Mostly animal puns um, that are just really, really good. BoJack Horseman has one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen um, in that last season. And so for me, it easily ends up on my top five, so... Bojack Horseman, number five. Man, it's a good show. Looking back on it and thinking back on it, I think the episode that you say is one of, if not the best episode on television, period, is probably my second favorite episode of the series. Uh, it's, what was your first then? It's, it's a toss-up between the three. It depends on the mood I'm in, but they're all, it's funny, I tend towards the emotional stuff. Um, so my top three are the one you're talking about, the penultimate episode, the eulogy episode, yeah, and the episode from his mom's perspective, yeah, all, like those all three. Any, 
All three of those are really good. I would throw in one more to the mix. And again, it's more just the cleverness of the writing and kind of the impactfulness of this is the episode where he's underwater mm, and he doesn't yeah. know how to, like he didn't know you yeah. could turn on the voice. So the whole episode is silent. Yeah. And I thought, man, that's kind of a bold way of creating an episode where there's literally no dialogue, no yeah. sound until the very end when somebody talks to him and he realizes right. the button the whole time. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, those are I, all of those, but that was, again, doesn't have the same emotional resonance on that episode, but I would agree. There's, there, you can, if I sat down and went through a list, I could probably come up with, you know, 10 incredible episodes of, of BoJack Horseman. Um, but yeah, I'd agree. Everything you've picked there are all very good. Well, my number five, you've already mentioned, you've already talked about, so we don't have to spend too much time on it. Parks and Rec. No. I mean, the cast in that, where where they are now, what they've doing, what they've done now, coming off of the creators of The Office making this, how can you have so many home runs right in a row? That's insane. Even going on to like the Good Place, phenomenal. Um, but yeah, Parks and Rec, my number five. All right, so Parks and Rec, your number five. Going on to my number four, and again, I'm not gonna spend much time on this because you already did. I have Scrubs at number four. All right, so that was uh, that's surprising. That's one I did not expect to be on both lists. Oh, I did. We've mentioned how much we like Scrubs. We've we've mentioned this before. Um, and it, it, Again, fairly consistent, I would say, when you get to the end. And this tends to happen with sitcoms. They just kind of don't know how to properly end their show to where it's mm-hmm. it's still true to its roots and it feels impactful at the same time. And then you're usually losing people. And I will argue that they ended it perfect, I, but then got greedy and did a season they shouldn't have done. That's what spoils it for me. What spoils yeah. it for me is the post- them as teachers kind of thing that never worked at all and i can't divorce that this should be something separate like it should be a totally separate show because i think it was treated as something completely separate right it Mm -hmm. wasn't completed as it was a spinoff but it was so unreceived that they bill it as the last season of scrubs instead of its own series yeah and so i can't i can't divorce them but if you do if you can then yes you you could say scrubs is pretty darn consistent from start to finish i i would say it's a little less cartoony at the beginning it mm-hmm. seems to get a little bit more cartoony as it goes along. Like JD's character is a little bit more serious and grounded, but later on they realize it's better if he's just kind of more funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets a little bit better as it goes. But yes, Scrubs absolutely deserves to be on this list. All right. My number four, again, you've already talked about. I'm amazed it's at your number six and not in your top five. Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, David Cross. Oh my gosh. Arrested Development. Yeah, that's that's a great show. I've... I've debated whether it should go a little bit higher up. The only reason I didn't is it's a little bit short and the Netflix version of it is not as great. So that's why it falls a little bit further down for me. Yeah, It has the same problems as Scrubs. Just leave the last season off. Maybe the last two seasons and it's a better show. Yeah, at some point the magic is gone. So trying to revive something just isn't going to work. Yeah. I feel like people have been getting a little bit better at kind of reviving things, but generally speaking it, it just doesn't work and, and man did, did covid not expose more oh, of the yeah. issues of that because when covid happened you had a bunch of bored actors who couldn't really do anything so they did these kind of weird reunion episodes and they just weren't funny and they didn't work including 30 rock it mm-hmm. did not work at all it was a complete waste of time this one was super super tough for me to put at number three now this is okay. a show i grew up on and my brother especially is a fan of this show and the other day he's just started quoting moments from the show and it just brought me back and I'm like man that in its prime when the likes of Conan O'Brien was writing for it mm-hmm. um 
it just is some of the best comedy out there. And that's The Simpsons. I got The mm-hmm. Simpsons at number three. Um, I believe that Rolling Stones article had it at number one as the greatest okay. income ever created. But again, inconsistent, where you can tell when writers are changing. You can mm. tell when some of the comedies feels a little bit forced and it loses out on its clever touch. Um, and it's the reason why you have to keep it down, just because I think it, it lacks a bit on the consistency side. Dang, you can watch that on Disney+. Plus. You can. Um, that's one that I've seen maybe one or two episodes of. I want to revisit it. Yeah, I, especially the Treehouse of Horrors. I want to go through that little, little mini series they got going. My number three, I know, is not number one or number two for you, but that is New Girl because you've never watched New Girl. I have quoted New Girl to you for how many years, and you've done how many episodes? I've if if I if I were honest with myself, I'd say I've probably done about anywhere between like ten to twelve episodes. Mm, almost, and then a I'm season. usually kind of out. Yeah, you yeah. got to wait till Winston gets good. He's not good in the first season. Um, yeah, and, and that was back when seasons were, what, 21 to 24 episodes, something like that. Um, you know, nowadays, that's kind of crazy to think about, mm-hmm. but that's kind of how TV ran back then. But, um, yeah, and I've, I've maybe have seen bits and pieces of, of other episodes. I, I always say the worst person in that show was Zoe Deschanel. Everybody oh, absolutely. else I kind of liked. Um, but it just never really stuck with me, so I never, I never stuck with it. But someday, Chaz, someday I will. I kind of have the same feeling with New Girl that I have with Scrubs, and that is the least likable person is the protagonist. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that is a good point. Uh, so no, I, Chaz, obviously you've mentioned what will eventually be on my list already. Yeah. Uh, but my number two, and I'm going to guess this is your number one, is Community. Okay. Uh, I have Community at number two. Again, pretty consistent. I, I, sure. When they revived it on Yahoo, it wasn't great, but it's not bad either. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it was like, a oh, they should have done this. Um, but every character on it is great. Even the background characters are great. It's super quotable, has some of the funniest episodes I've ever seen, has some of the most creative episodes I've ever seen. Uh, this has no business being good. I remember watching the very first episode live because they tried to hype it up. It was, again, one of those NBC after one of their bigger shows. I don't even remember what the show was. It might have been Parks and Rec. And, uh, you know, oh, check this out. They advertise it like crazy. And I watched that first episode. And I was like, ugh, that is boring. <laughs> um, and Joel McHale at the time was super popular because of Talk Soup on E, which I didn't watch talk shows, but Talk Soup was hilarious. Um, so it was like really disappointing when I watched that first episode because I was like, oh, that's really what Joel McHale is going to do now. <laughs> um, but you stick with it and it is awesome. Community, that's number two for me. Do you know that he was tapped for a um, an American version of the IT crowd. I could see that. He was supposed to be the Roy character, but if you yeah. can look up the pilot, and it's a shot-for-shot shot remake <laughs> of the, like, same lines, everything, same beats. They, I mean, they kind of did that with, like, when they brought the American office, you can yeah. see side-by-side comparisons um, of that. And there were some obvious changes that they made that was going to make more sense for American audiences. But, yeah, that is always kind of trippy when you realize, like, <laughs> They're just bringing a show over, and they're like, well, we don't even have to write a whole lot because right. uh, it wrote itself already. Yep. Um, number two for me, you can watch on Netflix and Hulu. It has some of the best moments, best characters in all of sitcom history, but it misses so much. Season three is my absolute favorite episodes and absolute worst favorite episodes. They refer to season four as the gas leak year because it was so bad. They origi- or they inevitably landed on Hulu. No, what was it? Yahoo. And that season was garbage. Community is my number two sitcom. 
Dang, so we're, we were even on community. We yeah. both had it at number two. I actually have no clue what you're going to have here at number one, but uh, Chaz, you've already mentioned it. 30 Rock is my number one. It is my most watched show. I will always go back and fire this show back up. And I don't think I hate a single episode. I can't think of an episode that I hate on there. I don't think I like Alec Baldwin as a person, but gosh <laughs> darn, I like Alec Baldwin on on uh, 30 Rock. You love to uh, hate I him like, though, right? Huh? You love to hate him. Well, yeah, but he's he's funny. He's got a mentorship to him that's kind of great. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm a huge... Uh, Tracy Jordan's great on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Tracy, Tracy Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> Flip those. <laughs> just so lazy. Uh, just calling him Tracy Jordan when he's Tracy Morgan in real life is, is pretty great. Um, just just great from top to bottom. But just one of my favorite shows. It I, I can watch any season. Every season's good to me. This is my all-time favorite sitcom is 30 Rock. Oh, man. All right. My number one. Listen, I feel like I got to talk myself out of a corner here. One. I didn't want to put this as my number one because I knew everybody would be like, this is a podcast where you're supposed to think about stuff intellectually and break it down. And literally you put this as your number one. This is everybody. You ask anybody off the street what the best sitcom is and people who know nothing about sitcoms, nothing about TV are going to say this show. But at the same time, it is the one that I will go back to if I need background noise. I quote it all the time. Some of the best characters. Yes. There are a lot of huge misses with this show. But I also knew it wouldn't be in your top 10. So I had to think about that and put it so high that it has to land somewhere in our conjoined top 10. You can watch it on Peacock. It's The Office. I I really struggled with that. I really struggled with that because it has some of the all-time greatest moments. And it has... I, I think I just walked away from that show so enraged by it. Like, like when Michael Scott is gone, the show becomes so bad... And the final episode to me is so atrociously bad that I, I like I it's it's spoiled a bunch for me. But you're, when we're talking prime Steve Carell, it's incredible and redefined kind of comedies because then we started to tr- do this whole documentary style comedy ends up becoming a bigger thing and, and we're still even seeing that today. And uh, what we do in the shadows mm-hmm. is still kind of taking on that kind of setup. So it's. It changed so many things here, but it was so uneven and so inconsistent. I just couldn't put it on here. You know what? I'm genuinely surprised, though. I, I mean, I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. If we had a woman on this show, I feel like Friends would have been on this list. Yeah, I was going to mention nobody's top ten, nor an honorable mention for Friends. And I don't, I don't think Friends is all that funny. I think it's okay, and it's one of those shows that's very inoffensive to me. If it's on, I'm not angry, but mm-hmm. I'm not like excited. Like, I'm oh, going to seek it out. Just, I'll watch it. Doesn't. Yeah. It's, it's not like watching Big Bang Theory where I cannot sit in the room while Big Bang Theory is playing. It just is so annoying to me. So it's, it doesn't fall into that category. So it's, it's, it just doesn't really belong anywhere. So that's our, that's our top 10 list between the two of us. I don't know how we are at all going to come to a consensus on an overall list, but we should at least start with what are ones that we both have. So we both have 30 Rock. We both have Community at number two. So does Community need to be our number one? Community probably needs to be number one. I feel like that you are absolutely right on that one, Chaz. That one's just so high up on the list right now. Mm-hmm. We both have Scrubs. Mm-hmm. We both have Community, Arrested Development, Parks and Rec, Thirty Rock, Scrubs. Okay. Uh, you, you, Parks and Rec. Okay. I think the next one we had kind of even was 
I had Arrested Development at four. You had it at six. So that would be the next highest for both of us. All right, so let's put but, yeah, let's put Arrested Development at two. I think you're probably uh, right. I think the writing on that is. I think Arrested Development needs to be third. I had Thirty Rock at six, but you had it at one. So if we're balancing out, I think Thirty Rock should be second. Okay, so we're going one Community, mm-hmm. two Thirty Rock. Because let's yeah, we should. We, this is and then you say three Arrested Development. I think so. Yeah. And then we've got Scrubs and Park and Rec. Since we those are combos, they should end up in our top five. So do you put Parks and Rec above Scrubs? Or do you go Scrubs above Parks and Rec? I, I'd be fine either way. These are so close to me. Yeah. Um, you had Scrubs at four I had scrubs and at four. Parks and Rec at eight. I had eight and five. So if we're just going off of math, it would be Scrubs, then Parks and Rec. Yeah. Okay. So, so far, we've got Community at one, 30 Rock at two, Arrested Development at three, Scrubs at four, Parks and Rec at five. Now, this is where it gets fun. <laughs> now, this is where it's going to get a little bit wild. Yeah. Um, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight for The Office, and I'm going to fight for New Girl. You know what? Um, I'm going to give it to you. The Office, for its impact, probably belongs on this list. So mm-hmm. I'm totally fine. I'm not going to number it yet. Right. But I'm going to put on The Office. And here's the deal. I was kind of glad that you said New Girl because <laughs> every clip that I've seen of New Girl is very funny. I don't know mm-hmm. why I haven't watched the show. And it does seem like it's a genuinely good cast. I absolutely have no problem with putting New Girl on this list either. Okay. You know, those two are going somewhere. What from your list Even are you like Rolling these have Stones to be in? did not include it on their list. Really? They included Bluey and not New Girl? That's mind-boggling. <laughs> That is a little mind boggling. That's what I said. I said this is this is a little bit crazy to me. Um, I feel like Cheers needs to be somewhere on here. I I like Cheers. I'm gonna if I have to pick of what I would fight for on this mm-hmm. list is I would go Cheers, and I would put The Simpsons on here. The Simpsons is the longest running sitcom in, in the history of television, it's still running to this day. Um, I don't I don't even know how many seasons they're at at this point. Somewhere in the 40s, I think. Um, so to me, The Simpsons would need to go on this list strictly for its longevity alone. I think okay. it deserves it. So that's four more. We yeah, have we five more, more spots. We need one more. We need one more on this list. Um, I have what I would put there. What Do would you, you have put an there? idea out of what's left on this list, what you would put there? I mean, it should be BoJack Horseman, but um, I think... I have an idea. I think you pick Malcolm... What? Oh, okay. Never mind. Malcolm in the Middle... Was my choice as well. So now okay. it's out of those. Everybody loves Raymond's great. Fresh Prince is great. But we conjoined agree on Malcolm in the Middle. All right. So let's work from let's work from ten up. All right. Number ten, I would go New Girl. I would think the other guys beat them. No, you know what? I went nine in Malcolm in the Middle. I go ten on Malcolm in the Middle. Okay. Yep. I'm let's down go with ten, that. Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, what do you think should be nine? Office, New Girl, Cheers, The Simpsons. Oof. Just out of longevity and impact, I'm willing to concede. I don't agree with it. Like, personally, I'm willing to concede New Girl based on what we have left to go to number nine. Hey, New Girl made top ten, so you need to chill a little bit here. Um, <laughs> it beat so out Bluey. That's nine. To me, I think eight should be Cheers. Cheers, yeah. Impact is great. Tons of people come out of that show. That are still doing comedy today. So, but 
Um, All right, here's the big we're, we're people of the 90s. This was past, yeah. that was even before our time, but so for, yeah. for me, Cheers goes eight. Like I said, I've seen two episodes of The Simpsons, so I'm definitely for Simpsons at seven. All right, seven, and what? that means six okay. that was is the office. Yeah, I was going to say, what has higher highs versus lower lows? This is a great list, I think, from top to bottom. So let's go over it one more time for everybody. We've got one, Community, two, 30 Rock, three, Arrested Development, four, Scrubs, five, Parks and Rec, six, The Office, uh, seven, The Simpsons, uh, eight, Cheers, nine, New Girl, 10, Malcolm in the Middle. That's, those are the best sitcoms of all time. All Period. time. It's been determined. We've done this. Yeah. Don't even look up. Don't even bing. Rolling Stones top 10 sitcoms of all time or top 100 sitcoms of all time. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. What we just gave you, we gave you arguments as to why this is the best list. So you know it's scientific. These are the best sitcoms to watch right now and you should be looking at them. Um, With the combined list, let's honorable mention at a tied 11, Bluey and Bojack Horseman. (laughs) We'll take two animated things at the complete opposite ends of the spectrum. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, next list is going to be uh, top 10 uh, shows starring animals. There you and, go. And, uh, you know, Blue and Bojack right Horseman will be on there. We can guarantee that. <laughs> all right. Well, that is your list, and that is all I have today. See ya.